You're listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the RAND Corporation. I'm Evan Banks. And I'm Deanna Lee. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from RAND's latest research and commentary. It's May 15th. The race to develop a vaccine for COVID-19 is on. Optimistic projections peg an approved vaccine in several months, but most experts don't expect one to become available until the middle of next year. However long it takes, there's little time to lose in developing a blueprint to ensure that the vaccine is accessible and affordable for all, say RAND experts. After all, all countries, rich and poor, are battling COVID-19. And while many people in rich countries might be able to afford the vaccine once it's available, those who are poor and uninsured may not. There are a number of obstacles that will make providing equitable access to the vaccine difficult. For example, to ensure that vaccines can be distributed efficiently to local clinics, and to prevent bottlenecks and hoarding, production will have to happen globally. Countries will also have to think through how vulnerable populations, such as people experiencing homelessness, can be vaccinated. And societies might have to face the difficult prospect of enforcing vaccination given popular resistance from anti-vaxxers. These are just a few of the challenges that we'll have to overcome once a vaccine is ready. One thing is clear, though, the time to start planning for a post-vaccine world is now. One of the most worrying and consistent trends during the pandemic is an increase in domestic violence. Stay-at-home orders force domestic violence victims to remain under the same roof as their abusers and can also make it harder to get help. What's more, support services for victims and witnesses are stretched thin because of staff shortages, travel restrictions, or other demands related to COVID-19. The same goes for police and other authorities who might otherwise be able to intervene under different circumstances. Plus, victims may also avoid visiting shelters or their doctors out of fear of contracting the virus, or simply being uncertain about whether they're allowed to leave home during the lockdown. Governments across the globe are taking different approaches to address this problem, But according to RAND experts, more needs to be done to ensure that victims of domestic violence have the support they need, and to understand which approaches are effective. Lessons learned during this period are likely to help victims even after the pandemic has passed. This is partly because the lockdown may have triggered more first-time domestic abuse, And evidence suggests that if this is the case, there will be an increased scale of violence that persists after COVID-19 restrictions are over. The researchers note that it's vital to secure adequate resources for support services now and over the long term. But they say it's also important to acknowledge that family members and friends can help too, by reaching out to make sure their loved ones are safe. Numbers released last week indicate that the U.S. unemployment rate soared in April to its highest level since the Great Depression. But even if this hadn't happened, the economic effects of the pandemic would still be historic. This is because the unemployment rate doesn't tell the whole story. According to RAND experts, it's important to consider other factors, too. For example, technical definitions of unemployment may discount workers who were waiting out the quarantine— and many of these people should still be counted as unemployed. There are also discouraged workers, those who are not currently looking for work, who are left out of unemployment rate calculations. 
It's also important to consider the decline in employment. Another way to understand the extent of unemployment is to simply count the number of workers that remained employed since the previous month. So while continuing to approach Great Depression-era unemployment numbers understandably made headlines, our experts point out that reaching this unfortunate milestone is not necessary to establish the historic downturn that Americans are living through today. Ideally, no one would have to wait for access to a ventilator. But during the COVID-19 crisis, many hospitals have run short on these life-saving devices, as well as the respiratory therapists who operate them. And other facilities have been scrambling to prepare for the coming surge in demand. In a new paper, RAND researchers discuss a model they developed that can help administrators prepare for and respond to these device and staff shortages. The model can help hospitals estimate how many ventilators they'll need to respond to the crisis and help them account for increases in uncertain arrival rates and lengths of stay among patients. The model can also be used at the regional level to help allocate patients or resources efficiently across hospitals and to drive protocol decisions. And in the longer term, it could help states develop guidelines for ventilator management during future pandemics. As always, you can download this paper for free at RAND.org. Finally, let's shift gears and discuss a series of RAND reports released this week examining the future of warfare. The authors take a comprehensive look at the many different factors that shape conflict, including trends in geopolitics, the global economy, and even climate change. Their aim? To gain a better understanding of where the next war will occur, who will fight in it, and why, and how it will be fought. While making predictions about the future of warfare is notoriously difficult, it is important, given how long it takes to develop military capabilities, the armed services must gamble today on what kinds of technology and people they will need to win tomorrow's wars. The authors find that the United States will face a series of deepening strategic dilemmas when confronting warfare over the next 20 years. And ultimately, the U.S. faces a grand strategic choice— break with the past and become more selective about committing its forces, or maintain, or even double down on U.S. commitments, knowing full well that doing so will come at a significantly greater cost. RAND is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision-making through research and analysis. For more on what we covered this week, check the show notes at rand.org slash podcast. We'll see you next week. 